You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello, welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm once again joined by Chris and Laurie. Hello, guys. Hello. Hello, and we've got a guest in this evening. Hello, Nicky. Hello. Good evening. Hello, strange voice. I'm, de- I'm delighted to be here. Uh, I'm overwhelmed. It's uh, it's been one of my it's one of the things I've always wanted to do. I've listened to the podcast for a while, so glad to be on. Oh, I'm glad you're glad. Thanks. <laughs> All right, get scared, mate. Right. Come on. Nicky's a, a United <laughs> fan. Right. Okay, I was so... about to ask who it was that Nicky supported. Aye, well, he's got a wee orange beauty old guy as his Skype. Aye, well, they oh, can't yeah. see that guy. <laughs> 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 oh, aye, oh. I forgot that. Right, so in this podcast we're going to do the SPL review by Chris, we've got the Scottish Cup, we'll discuss some of the, the key games there, a wee SFL bit from me, I don't like calling that a review because it's not really a review. Is there anything this week? <laughs> yeah, aye, aye. There, was, there was a few games, there was a top of the table clash in Division 2, but I don't want to use up all my banter in this bit, Laurie, this is just telling what's yeah, coming up. Used up <laughs> loads of episodes ago. <laughs> then we've got Scotland game. And uh, McBookie charity bet, and then finish on the SPL predictions. So we may as well start by going away back to Wednesday evening and the SPL, Chris. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll go back to Tuesday evening, even though nothing happened. Just to mention that the, the Motherwell Dundee United game, because struck by the Lanarkshire microclimate again. <laughs> postponed due to a waterlogged pitch so we'll just move on to Wednesday then and we'll start off with the, the TV game it was in uh, Perth for St Johnson hosting Aberdeen where Gregory Taddy opened the scoring thanks to a pathetic error by Isaac Osborne but uh, Niall McGinn levelled the game just before the interval but the host wouldn't be denied as he restored the lead through Round Vine hooking the ball into the net after a poorly cleared corner midway through the second half and then just two minutes later they gave himself a nice cushion with Dave McKay scoring from six yards out and those three points meant that the Saints have jumped up to fifth place ahead of their opponents, Aberdeen, and just four behind Numberness. Uh, and the, the games that kicked off quarter an hour after that, we'll start off at Celtic Park, where Kilmarnock were the visitors looking to repeat their 2-0 history busting victory from earlier in the season. But Celtic came flying out of the traps in the effort to not suck what they did at Hamden the weekend before it. Uh, despite that, Kelly had thought they'd opened the scoring as the Lusker scrambled in the line, but neither the referee, nor the linesman, nor the TV camera could confirm that the whole ball had crossed the line, and nothing was given. It took until just before half-time for substitute Joe Ledley, one for the injured Emilio Wizzigiri, to open the scoring with a cracking strike outside the box. Kilmarnock levelled just after the break, uh, as thanks to uh, Kelly and Sheridan getting on the end of a, a cross ball. But they were only like level for a couple of minutes before Adam Matthews stuck one in the corner as well, foot outside the box. Anthony Stokes was uh, then off the bench to beat the offside trap and make the points safe with his first goal after his long spell out injured before Adam Matthews scored a second and Celtic's fourth before the end. And that one moved Celtic 15 points square a Motherwell and Inverness, who will come to in a minute. I haven't played a game more than both of them. Moving on to Tynecastle, with Dundee visiting uh, the team that they've taken more points off than anybody else this season. And it looked like they might take some more points, uh, with thanks to the, the usual bit of luck and good goalkeeping for Ab Douglas, which got them two wins previously. And just as it looked like Hearts were going to give you unlucky, having hit the bar and Douglas making all sorts of saves and even having a penalty shout when uh, a Dundee defender appeared to save it. 
Four minutes to the end when John Sutton finally got the end of Arvidas Novikovas crossed the head home, the only goal of the game, and take all three points. Up in Dingwall, Bernie were the visitors, and uh, Ross County were making sure that the Dundee's loss was fully capitalised on as they got the only goal of the game, thanks to uh, what always happens in football. Ivan Sproul, former Hibernian player, after just 36 minutes. And uh, that one moved County 13 points clear of Dundee. And as if that wasn't bad enough for Dundee, St Mirren also beat Inverness at home, thanks to an opening goal from Esmail Goncalves. Two games after just 26 minutes. Billy McKay got a penalty at level game just before half time when Richie Foran was pushed over by Connor Newton. But with eight minutes remaining, Stephen Thompson's header restored the lead and gave Buddies all three points, staying ahead, a point ahead of County and interestingly just nine behind Inverness. So they're closer to second than they are at the bottom. <laughs> And uh, we'll finish off the SPL roundup with Saturday's game when uh, Hearts finally made the trap to Dingwall in the second attempt. It was rearranged after a late call off a few weeks ago, but since neither team had the Scottish Cup to worry about this weekend, it was played at a sensible thing. Rocco Quinn gave County the lead after 20 minutes with the area deflection, but just after a half hour mark, Michael and Goo levelled things. It was just after hour mark when Hearts took the lead through a Jamie Walker header. Just as he thought they might get the three points, Ian Vigers fired in a 92nd minute equaliser to share the points, which moved County level in points with St Mirren. Uh, and just a, a point behind their opponents himself, who moved up above Kilmarnock into eight. It's all very tight in the league. Right, so I wanted to go back a wee bit. How are we calling uh, Goncalves? Because I would say it's Goncalves, but then the guy, the commentary on BBC says Goncalves. So how are we saying it? I'm going with Ismail. <laughs> That's what's on his jersey. Well, we always we always called um, the Hearts Jose Goncalves, Goncalves, and he was also Portuguese. Yeah, I think it's I think it's Goncalves, but I'm guessing. So maybe somebody should ask him. Well, it's got a, it's got a C with a five underneath it. That's the official term. <laughs> five. That must mean something. <laughs> if it, if it was Catalan, you'd pronounce it a wasp. Eh? Goncalves. Ba- ba- Barcelona. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Does it matter? It sounds better. The same with Scatchel's name, even though you're not supposed to say Scatchel. It's just nice. it just it just sounded better, and it just it stuck that way. Oh, I don't, don't ask Chris about uh, Twardzik or Tfarsik or Twardzik. <laughs> <laughs> As in Philip and uh, Patrick and the new boy at Aberdeen, whose first name I forget. I'm just, I'll just be happy when even Celtic fans and everyone else starts calling Fraser Forster, you know. If we get that right, then we can worry about the Portuguese players. But Forster? I call him Forster. You call him Forster quite a bit as well. I call him Forster. I'd, I'd Aaron... like to actually go back to the St Johnston-Aberdeen game. Um, I don't know, maybe I've missed something, but last weekend there seemed to be an awful lot of players taking this ridiculous dive after they'd scored a goal. Johnny Russell did it, I know we're going to talk about that oh, later. Big, but Rowan Vine, he was at it as well, what's this? I mean, it looks serious as anything. Aye, it does. That's what serious. my dad said. That's what my dad said when Russell's <laughs> winning his Rangers. It's dangerous. Aye, we've all done the cleansman in our time, but the thing is, right, you get your, your chest at pretty much ground level and then you kind of dive into it like that way. You don't actually get any height in it because it's just sore. Yeah. Sore and silly. It's just up it's, and down. It's, it's ridiculous. I don't think we'd have risked it on the... the... The right-hand side of Starks Park on Sunday. Anyway. <laughs> no. the, the Cowfield side. Although the one side seemed all right. But <laughs> no, no. I brought some potatoes home for that game. <laughs> I did I did say actually that game, I was like, I bet Celtic will score their goals in the second half when they've got the nice flat pitch to play. <laughs> the flat pit of the pitch. <laughs> well, flat-er 
I heard somebody complaining saying they're, they're blaming the SPL for Wraith's pitch. What? <laughs> it's because they had to uh, get seating installed. Oh, it's all about the seating. They've ruined the drains. <laughs> <laughs> what? Ah, that's what they were saying. Ah. Come on. Aye, the Aberdeen defending, it was about a, it was like an A to Z of uh, comical defending, wasn't it? Oh, the Osborne one was a shocker. Oh, it's hilarious. It was what good. was he doing? What was he doing? Aye. St Mirren were a bit of a shock beating Inverness. No, they weren't. I predicted that. Why That's was that? A, the top two teams in the country, they were beating within days of each other. That's not bad going. Inverness, they were due a bit of a, of a come down, I think. You know, they were playing above themselves. I think they're always going to hit a bit of a dip. And I don't know, I fancy St Mirren on the high of getting to a final... Inverness and the opposite, and yeah, I don't think it was that big a shock. It shocked me. I went two one Inverness. You're easily shocked. <laughs> I did shoot with two each. I wasn't far away. Inverness locked me down. Hearts almost. Given the, I couldn't believe that. I, I, I listened to the entire game, and I honestly thought Dundee had some sort of hex over us. Like at half time, it was. Um, I looked at the stats. We had seventy-three percent possession and six and sixteen attempts. That was in the first half. Did, did that not happen earlier on in the season as well? Oh yeah, exactly yeah. same as the one-nil. That's, that's what I thought. And it was just Dundee. I mean, I suppose you can't. I, I did laugh when Smith said he set out an attacking team and it just didn't work. It didn't sound like they set an attacking team. I mean, they basically sat in and defended and hoped that they wouldn't concede. And I mean, it worked early in the season. The thing is, they got the early goal and. Sometimes that's our problem is if a team just sits in and defends, we do tend to sometimes struggle to break them down. But this time, I mean, you were talking some ridiculous chances on the line, off the bar a couple of times. But I mean, there was a few shocks we've given other kids a debut. And I think I said to a few, a few Hearts fans were quite disappointed after the draw with Ross County. And I think they had to have a kind of have a bit of a reality check because we're playing all early in the season I was more critical because we were playing a pretty experienced eleven and we were still playing pretty poorly but you're playing a lot I mean you're playing a lot of kids now. I mean tapping, Holt, King, these are guys who've had two or three games basically now. So I think you've got to give them a bit more patience and we're playing with a bit more fluidity, creating some chances. But we got there in the end. And it seems to have um Still getting through cup games with a jammy penalty shootout, Si. It's all so, <laughs> so, so, so good. <laughs> ten, men, ten men both times as well. I know. What's going on? <laughs> but I mean, the, the two, um, I mean, I'll, I'll go through both league games quickly with Hearts and then you can talk about the other ones. But yeah, Dundee won. I think we deserved the win. The Ross County won again. I listened to the whole game. It sounded like we played pretty well. Maybe on the balance of things, deserved to and should have held on. But these things happen, and we did it to County at Tynecastle. Exact same thing, you know, two one down with an injury time and Sutton equalised. And I think a point at um, Dingwall or the Global Energy Stadium, whatever it's called, is still, <laughs> still a decent result. Big and Goo looked like he's settled in pretty quickly. Good to see Jamie Walker get his first goal. So I was actually pretty chuffed with the last week. And um, as he mentioned, the league's ridiculously tight. I mean, you're talking. Nine points, which is what three games between yeah. sec- second and second bottom, and um, yep, yeah, as I've said before, before you know, depending on what happens, I wouldn't be surprised if Hearts finish second, I wouldn't be surprised if we finish 11th. It's, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's that difficult because you I mean you could talk about Dundee United and Hearts who've had pretty by their standards pretty disappointing starts of the season, but they're both sitting on 30 points and you know, three wins on the bounce, and they could either of them could be second. Obviously, we can't both win three yeah. in the bounce because we play each other next week. Anyway, oh, that, that's true. What about Celtic? I didn't. I didn't even watch the highlights of that. 
Oh, the Kilmarnock but, game was pretty one-sided, I thought, and right. even then we didn't really defend that well for the, the few times Kilmarnock went up the park. I mean, the flap by Zoska when there was that one on the line, which I, I still don't know if it crossed the line or not, but they seemed pretty, uh, they seemed pretty uh, clear that they thought it crossed the line. Zoska was on my way to the game. Uh, the def- what, there just wasn't a clear angle in the telly. Of the, that's, the what that's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. There wouldn't have been a... There's not a lot you can say about it. But, I mean, like, the goals we took, we did score. I mean, it was a good day for the Welsh, I suppose. Because uh, <laughs> Ledley's is a cracker. Matthew's first one's a cracker. I don't know what he's doing in that attacking position for the second one. Or fourth. But, uh, I mean, if he hadn't knocked it in, I think Cooper would probably hit the post where he was having that kind of night. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it was a much better performance than that we'd seen at uh, Hamden just a few days ever. Couldn't really complain. I liked the, the build-up to the match, really. With Kenny Shields making his comments and then Lennon replying saying that he wouldn't talk about Kamarnock and then talked about yeah, him. Talking about Kamarnock, yeah. uh, <laughs> That was probably the best bit of that, but then it didn't really kick off. It's no. like when people say no offence and then say something really offensive. Don't take, the, <laughs> don't, don't take this the wrong way and they say something they're bound to take the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway. My, my new favourite pundit uh, from the weekend is Pat Bonner. I was listening to the, his analysis at half-time of the Rovers game. And he's convinced United will finish second this season, so good on you, good on you, Pat. Ever since Jackie took over, all of a sudden we're going to finish second. So I didn't, um, I, could, I couldn't figure out who the, who the pundit was because I only I came the game had just kicked off and I came through. I was trying to work it out. Uh-huh. Uh, Pat Bonner and Jimmy so, was on there as well. Well, you must be. I mean, I suppose we move on to Scottish Cup, but I mean, you must be pleased with McNamara's appointment. I'd imagine. I think he's oh, absolutely delighted. I mean. When I heard Presley was in the running, I thought, no chance. You know, I just don't rate the guy at all. Eh? Uh, he's done okay with Falkirk, but I'm so glad they went for McNamara. I think he's got a real potential as a manager. Um, it's a risk. It's it a is risk. a risk. I totally I, agree. But, but... What's not a risk, though, Craig? Tell me what isn't a risk. I mean... Do you put me on the spot here, Larry? What's well, not a risk? It's just... fair, you could argue it's a risk for both of them, because Jackie McNamara's going from... Partick oh, Thistle, yeah. who were playing pretty well and looked like they were pushing for promotion to a team where we already know they're having to cost cut because Peter Houston's leaving for that very reason. So that's going to be a difficult job he's got because he's but having to turn around the fortunes of the team that haven't been too great this season. They're still in the Scottish Cup and will be expected to have a good run in that now. They'll be expected to push for the top six at least, if not a European place. And then it, next season he's going to have to try and cut costs as well. Yeah, but would it maybe yeah, be a good true. time in a way though? Um, probably ask Nicky that. Maybe a good time in a way because United are sort of underachieving and struggling. Because in my eyes, I mean, before the start of the season, even with us cost cutting, I've always said I th- I thought there was only two teams in the SPL who still on paper had a better squad than Hearts, and that was Celtic and Dundee United. And yep. I mean, although it is a team with obviously higher expectations than most SPL clubs, maybe it's a good time to come in because they're sitting in the bottom half of the table and. You know, if they ended up finishing mid-table, it probably wouldn't be. A, they probably wouldn't see it as a disaster, and the guys taking over mid-season, would they? No, I don't think so. I'd agree with that. I think, uh, I think United also looked at the fact that Partick Thistle have scored thirty-six goals at home this season, and you know, Jackie obviously likes to play attacking, flowing football. We saw that at the weekend there. And to be honest, as much as I like Peter Houston, I just thought his time is up, and some of his tactics in recent weeks just were very negative. Um, probably because we hadn't won at home in a long time um, and, and when we did go ahead it was shown against Ross County try to shut up shop and that's just not the United way 
But I mean, was your was your problem not a lot the season before that? You seemed to be scoring plenty of goals, but you couldn't defend to, for Toffee for it. Yeah, well, like that's that's what I mean. I, th- I think uh, you know Peter Houston had tried to sort of change the tactics to sort of stop leaking so many goals at the back, and it was actually starting to work, believe it or not. Um, but it became too de- too defensive, if, if you like. Um, so I just uh, I think it's a great appointment. I'm delighted, absolutely delighted. I think one of the big problems that Dundee United have had this season is having to play John Daly at the back so often because you've seen it on Saturday just how well Daly and Russell link up together. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> uh, it's probably a good time to move on to that game. Uh, yeah, well, that's, that was the, the natural yeah. progression. <laughs> Aye, so, well, Nicky's obviously going to be delighted with the result and I'm, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually, I was putting up a bed, so... I missed the start of the game. Right. That's what you say. Where, where's that going? Oh, no. I was putting up a bed, so I, I missed the start of the game. Turned it on five minutes in. 1 0 down already. That was it. Ruined. Yeah. It was actually uh, 16, 16 seconds in, but I missed, I, I missed 30 seconds of the game and I missed the goal. <laughs> it, it's, it kicked off, and I was like, I'm just going to grab my beer from the kitchen. Went to the kitchen, came, that's like, it's 1 0. So, what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> they, they were just about to kick off when I went away. I was only away for thirty seconds. So, yeah. I asked this on Twitter, and I don't. I never got an answer. And I don't think I'm going to get an answer. Has there ever been a manager who, fifteen seconds into the first game, has been one 0 up? I don't. <laughs> it's got to be a world think, record. Yeah. I doubt it. I doubt it. That's, it's uh, hard to find out, isn't it? Because it'll yeah. usually just say one minute. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> just say one minute in the records. You'd have to find a report or something for the exact. Yeah, I mean, I tried looking up, and all I was getting was answers of like fastest goal. It wasn't anything to do with the manager or anything. So you could have summed, you could have summed the whole game up with that 50, 15 seconds because it was what Wallace looking dodgy, the Rangers defence all over the place, and United taking advantage. I mean, it's pretty much how it went. Was <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest with you, I was <clears throat> very surprised uh, the way the game went. I mean, the lead up to it, I honestly thought Rangers would come and put up a bit, a bit more of a fight. Um, and the way the, the way the, the game went, I actually couldn't believe it. How easy it was for United to get that result. Um, you know, I know Rangers obviously don't have the the massive squad of players they had when they were in the SPL. They don't have a lot to choose from. There's a lot of young guys in there, but I really thought there'd be more of a fight there, and it just never materialised. I think uh, the goal you, you, was what done it really, because they needed time to, to settle into this and to to take the step up really, and they, they needed twenty minutes just to settle themselves, and they didn't get that. And what do you do? You're fifteen seconds into this big game. You've got yourself g'd up over weeks. And then straight yeah. away you're down a goal. And when I seen it, when I turned on and seen that Rangers were one 0 down, I just thought, no, that's it. It's just going to be too much. I, I didn't expect to be beaten so soundly, but I thought that that was it over at that point. To be fair, I think Rangers made <clears throat> a bit more of a fist it for the first sort of twenty minutes of the second half. They, they did keep the ball a bit better, but they just seemed to lack any sort of creativity at all in the final third. Um, I think when I noticed uh, McCulloch actually wasn't in the team sheet, I was so relieved because I believe he, he's a complete talisman for Rangers. Even when they were in the SPL, I used to hate it when his name was on the team sheet. Um, the guy is such, you know, he's such a good player for them. Um, so I think they missed him badly at the weekend. He's the sort of guy. He's the sort of guy that McCulloch was talking about. He was looking for characters. He was looking for leadership, and that's what McCulloch gives you. Yeah, this you still have had that in the park. I mean, you've got the likes of Ian Black and you've got Sandaza. These are SPL players last season. Yes, and yet was, the, the people that were talking up from the Rangers team were all the younger players. 
the thing not. about Kelvish, must Sandaza but... has done pretty much nothing this season. He's been woeful. And one of the reasons he's been woeful, apart from injury, of course, is the fact that he's he's played, I want to say out of position, but he's played up front. That is his position. <laughs> but he's played up on his own. <laughs> and he's expected to take the ball with his back to goal with the defender tight to him, and he just yep. can't do it. Yep. What happens when... Prior to the games, I see him and they, they drill him. Every every time I, I go to Ibrox, they drill him and they get him to practice how to deal with that situation, how to take the ball in and how to move. And it's almost as if they're teaching him a new skill. Don't yep. do that. Play him to what he can do. He needs somebody alongside him. But unfortunately, right now, Rangers don't have that because they've got Kyle out and then they've got Jig out. And, and that's really it up front. They've got Shields who can play the, the man behind. They've got Little who could play up front, but... I think he's doing a lot better out on the right and he's, he's scoring goals while he's out on the right. So they're putting him up on his own and it's just not it's just not his style. You're right. When he was at United, I mean, he scored a few goals when he was as was, and but he got some really good service. And he's the type of guy, he just plays right in the shoulder of the defender in around the six-yard box, getting on the end of things, wee yeah. flicks and tricks. But like you say, trying to play on his feet at the edge of the box, he's just hopeless. Yeah. Um, and then you, t- you totally agree. touched on, uh, was it Black? Again, at Rangers, I've not seen anything that I've seen at Hearts. I was really excited about seeing him, but it's just not worked out. I don't know why it is, and he's been he's been dropped recently in favour of McLeod. That's that's how well the, the young guy's been playing, or perhaps how badly Black's been playing. You can't take Black and Scatchel out of Hearts. It's, they're just not the same. I was really excited about it but you you take our players out of their comfort zone out of where they're at home and they're loved and it just doesn't work I was was reading Ian Black's there every second week at Tynecastle anyway so (laughs) and it was really funny because somebody says that he should be there every week so I I know (laughs) for me the disappointing thing about Ian Black though is last season we've seen what Ian Black was capable of as a football player I've been touching this on the podcast as well. Paolo Sergio seemed to be doing a pretty good job of coaching him and get, keeping him calm. The part that the Ian Black I seen, and well, I didn't watch the full game, I watched the highlights, but Ian Black I seen in the highlights was back to that not that great a football player just going about kicking people. Yep. And that to me is a disappointing thing because he looked like he was making progress and now he's just gone backwards. That's what happens when you're playing a third division. Kicked every week, so you uh, kick back. Right, I, it could, that's the thing, it could be circumstance. I feel a bit sorry for Black anyway. Not just because I've still got him in the back of my shirt from last year. But, <laughs> <laughs> but to be honest, it's like you say, I mean, last season, I know some people still say that's all he is, is a thug. And it isn't. I mean, I, I know a, a few of you have seen the Hearts games, even if you watch the cup final. He can control midfield when he wants. Yes. He's, he was probably our best passer of the ball last season, and we still had some decent players then. Still have some all right ones now. But when I watched him at the start in the third division a couple of times, he, I mean, he got fairly brutalised. And, you know, that's what happens. I think that's what they call karma, isn't it? But, I mean, <laughs> at the start <laughs> of games, it was like he was getting properly smashed. And I don't know if it's just reverted back to what he kind of what he was a bit like at first at hearts when it was sort of like he sees himself as just he has to just go around putting himself in for the sake of it i still thought i, th- I still think at times he does get targeted by refs and other players a bit unfairly but the problem is he does give out that much that that's the the natural thing that's going to happen but yeah, yeah he's sorry go on no, so i was just going to say i think on saturday from where i was sitting you know he, he he played okay in patches but i feel that 
he got frustrated because he was actually getting the runaround for the likes of Rankin and Flood. They were just they were on him every two seconds, and he, I think in the end he just couldn't handle it. It went to two 0 and he thought this game's gone, and he lost the plot. And Ian Black, unfortunately, has always got had that in his game, and he always will. I think I think he um, he's actually a better midfielder when he's not given the defensive duties. To be honest, although he's a good combative, combative midfielder, he kind of came into his own more when we started playing Bar behind him, and he yeah. would sort of, and Bar would and Bar is although he's a defensive player, he's not a sort of throw himself in everything. He, he'll he'll stay on his feet and he'll close down the space and he'll try and win the ball back and then give it to, he was giving it to likes of Black and Scatchell. He kind of, if if Black's just told to be the defensive midfielder, he will more often than not start throwing himself in. And it is an important part of his game, but it needs to be channeled. And as um, Chris pointed out, I think Paolo had him doing it in the right way. He was channeling it, but he was also using the other side of his game. But I mean, on United, we don't want to talk too much about Rangers. I mean, I was really impressed with them overall I think um, although you will Rangers were pretty poor I thought United went about their business well and I know the jokes people will say it's slightly tongue-in-cheek oh, it's just the third division team but as we'll keep saying it's the third division team with probably still the most resources outside of only one other team in Scotland yeah. um, and I mean but like exactly say, they were the second biggest wage bill in Scotland they actually had an average age of 26 in the park at the weekend Aye. there, compared to Dunn United's 25. So exactly. the young team thing doesn't work either. But I think one thing that um, I did hear on Saturday night on the highlights came for Pat Nevin was Rangers have got this uh, imbalance at the moment where they've got the SPL players, but they were kind of underperforming compared with the, the youth. They're a sort of, they are a team that are rebuilding from absolutely nothing because they did lose a whole lot of people in the summer for one reason or another compared to what, the last season. And then they've kind of brought it through with a bit of youth and brought in a few of the players as well. But there's still that imbalance. And even in the even in the third division, they don't haven't quite clicked at times. I mean, and uh, that, I mean, the question now becomes, have Rangers underperformed this season? How is how is that, that Emerson? I, I think everyone had... The, I bet there was a kind of um, simultaneous spitting out of beer and tea when they said that Emerson Krabari played in the Champions League for well, Lazio. <laughs> I, I agree that he had a bad game, but if you go rewind back a week and he never put a foot wrong. I know, I I know that the argument will be is back in the third division, but <laughs> I, I've seen him stroll through games. I know, but that's when he's played amateurs and semi-pros. I'm so, I, I know that you'll say it, it doesn't matter, but again, they'll bring me on to one of the other things I noticed and I tweeted about it. Lee Wallace looked a million miles off SPL pace. And I like Lee Wallace. I'm a big fan of his. And defensively, though, he just looked like he, yeah. he just looked like he'd never seen a player who could who could actually run before. I'd he was say just... over the course of the season, I've been really impressed with Wallace. He's I, I've really liked him, and I, I'm glad that he's in the Scotland squad. And I know we discussed this on the on the forum that well, he's playing third division football, and I don't think he should be discounted just because of that. I don't think he should be discounted because of one poor game against an SPL team. Right. Put it this but way. that's just that's the standard on. that he's going to be measured at, though. Exactly. Yeah. If he's going to play for Scotland, he's going to be playing against better opposition than he's playing. Yes, probably, but you can't just base it on one game. United as well. You know, if, I know what you can't base on one game, but you know the amount of times we've criticised managers because they'll maybe pick an English player who's only playing reserve football, and you know, with all due respect, I imagine that Premier League reserve football is probably a better level than Scottish third division. I mean, and that's just that's just reality. I mean, you talk about. 
yeah, you, you can't mess him against that. But I, I mean, Dundee United are a good team, but they still won't have as good players as you know. You're talking what Belgiums and Croatias and stuff. He's going to come up against. Yeah. And he just he, he didn't look I like your pardon. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on! We've got one of <laughs> But um, but I mean. And he looked all right going forward, which I think is a whole different ball game because you know you're putting in good crosses, whether it's whether it's a Queens Park or it's a Dundee United you're playing against. But defensively, there's such a big difference where you're coming up against like Mackay Stevens, Russells, or um, or whoever in comparison to, and he just won't get tested. That's the problem. It's like I just don't see how he'll be tested to a level which will have him match sharp. Would you want to put Lee Wallace in if we were playing? France or Spain or someone or England. I mean, I just, I just wouldn't think he'd be sharp enough to play against a top level player. And yeah, the argument will be what Scottish player is, but I don't know. He's a good player, and I would say technically probably the best left back we've got. But would he be ready? I don't know. Yeah, see, I think I think the difference here is that I've probably seen him more often this season, and. I've got I I know what I see every week if you know what I mean but then I, I take on board that you're saying it's against third division players and unfortunately we're not really going to know how he will perform unless he's given that chance so I suppose we'll find out on Wednesday. So is this season well, a success I mean, for Rangers, Craig? Say that again, sorry, Chris. Is this season a success for Rangers? Do you think, Craig? Oh, do I think it's a success? I think yeah. that uh, it's been touched upon before that the they've got in these SPL players and. Players like Shields, one of the best players in the country last season. Black, I'd say uh, a contender for team of the season last season. They've got they've got these players in because they wanted to do something more than the third division, and it's not happened. They've even been knocked out of the the Diddy Diddy Cup. Yeah, I mean Harry the, the, Ramsden's. That, they, they, there's <laughs> an absolutely cracking post turned up on. I think it started in Fall of Fall actually, and it seems to be spread across the message boards. It was comparing Rangers' season with Queen of the South. And it's a really good comparison, actually. They've both played 22 league games. Mm-hmm. Rangers have won 16, but Queen of the South have won 18. They've both lost one, which means Rangers have drawn five and Queen of the South have lost three. Queen of the South have scored more. They've also knocked Hibs out of the League Cup, which compares with Rangers knocking Mullerwell out of the League Cup. And when it comes down to it, they played each other in the Ramsden's Cup and Queen of the South won. So, have Queen of the South had a better season than Rangers? Yes. Yeah, I would think so. The, the other thing, I mean, Rangers were looking at, I, mean, I know there's that joke about Sandaza saying they could win four trophies or something this season, but I mean, <laughs> they've been knocked out of the Ramsden's Cup, they've now been knocked out of the League Cup by an SPL side and uh, the Scottish Cup by an SPL side, so, I mean, you'd expect that point in the third division, but still, you've got the, there's that balance with the, you've got the second highest wage ball in Scotland. But yes. the other target I remember Rangers setting was trying to beat Gretna's uh, record in the third division, and they can't do it now because of what's dropped too many points. <laughs> yes. So, is there anything that <laughs> they can actually do this season now, other than actually win the third division? See, with I, a lot of points in Gretna. I never heard about this, Gretna. I think it was you that said it. I, I'd never heard it coming from McCoyst or anything, but it was a pretty high bar to set coming out with that at the start. I can't remember if it was McCoyst that maybe mentioned it. I might have made that up. I don't want to I remember that. There's something it's, about it's difficult. I can't put my finger on what's went wrong because the players that they brought they brought in should have been doing it week in week out. One thing Rangers have lacked in is strength and depth. They don't have anyone up front right now. They've got Neesmith They had to bring on, and he's hardly featured at all. That's that's one of the things they're lacking. They're lacking in central defence. But yeah, I, I can't put my finger on it because on on the park and the games I've seen. 
individually they should be <laughs> possibly possibly it's a manager individually they should be walking over teams oh, because gonna... even when you're talking about people like the the youngsters uh, Aird, Mackay, McLeod, Hutton they're superb players and they should be strolling it never mind these SPL quality players See, I, I brought this up in the forum and when I've when I've seen Rangers the players who I've thought have looked good bar McCulloch which I think it was important to keep him as um as Nicky mentioned, he's sort of a talisman for them as well. But Bar McCulloch, I mean, the more impressive players were the younger players. And yes. even Tem- even Templeton, who, to be honest, I thought it was a really good move for Hearts as well at the time. Because I know it's never been revealed, but I hear it's about 800 grand or something Rangers yeah, paid he had from. a shocker at the weekend. And he, every time I see him for Rangers, he just seems to forget that players can actually tackle him. And he was a bit... Yeah. He was up and down for Hearts last season, to be honest. He was kind of... He'll run at players all the time, but he's so greedy, and he just forgets oh. that he he can pass it sometimes. Yeah, I Kevin... agree with that. And he's something. He's somebody that I've mentioned a few times in the podcast. I'm sure that I wouldn't have him in the starting lineup. I'd have Mackay in instead. One of the things about Templeton is he can he can skin folk for fun. That's one of the positives about him. But it's all or nothing. He shows far too much of the ball to the defender in an effort to get past him, and he either goes past him or he's tackled. He, there's no, he never turns back, he never thinks, right, okay, this, it's not the right time to skin the guy, I've, I've sized him up, I'll turn back and pass the ball. He, he never does that. He ends up either skinning him or losing it. More often than not, he loses it. And the shots that he takes as well, he's very greedy when it comes to shots. So I like him, but I wouldn't have him starting. Amazing I mean, to think he scored at Anfield earlier this season. Oh, aye, but that was basically Pepe Reina. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was chuffed that I had him. I had him first goal, so I got eighty quid from that goal. But, uh, do you know Templeton? Templeton, with if you take into account his contract and the transfer fee you paid for him, it's about two and a quarter million. And I mean, that is a bigger. That's probably slightly bigger than the wage bill of some SPL teams. It must he be bigger than the wage bill of the entire third division. I mean, we, I reckon it could be the wage bill of the entire SFL. I mean, I'm not, I mean you're talking a lot of money. Yes. And then Kevin Kyle, I like Kevin Kyle, but you could tell at Hearts, his injury, he was never coming back to be a proper player again. It was unfortunate, but it, it was basically, it was known in a lot of Hearts circles, he was it, he was never going to be fully fit again. And have you not paid, given him a big contract as well? I'm not sure about the money and I mean, involved, th- but he's been injured. It's difficult, really, to know, fully assess him. He's been injured he's and he's been unfit. And... But because he was never going to be fit, I just can't believe Rangers. And I don't know if this is a lot of Charles Greenism again, but it's kind of like they went into show. Look at this. We might be third division, but we're still going to get lots of SPL players just to show you. That'll show you all. And it's like, well, okay, you can pay loads of money to these players if you want to like Sandazas and Kyles and Templeton. He should I mean, be the type of guy that suits Rangers because yeah, I'd, I'd, we I'd, often I'd, resort to the long ball however much that we all dislike it. We resort to that and having Jig up there or having Kyle suits that perfectly. Yeah. But I, I think, just, I think it, the, sorry. I no, thought I think the third division is, is suited to guys like uh, Kevin Kyle and I thought it was actually a good signing to be honest with you it's just unfortunate that he's been injured so much I thought well, if he'd got an extended run in the team he'd probably be done quite well but Kyle is just I just that's what I mean I think <clears throat> I'm surprised that anyone picked him up um, in particular a team with the kind of financial well I suppose the, the kind of the finances of Rangers what, what, what the details of that obviously we don't know as such but because I just don't think he was ever going to be kind of a fully fit player no. again 
No, I'd agree with that, yeah. And I mean, I just think, I think Rangers have made a total mess of it this season, to be honest, because they're always going to win the third division. I'm sorry, I know that nothing's ever set in stone, but it was going to take a pretty much an absolute catastrophe for Rangers not to win the third division. And they've got all these players in, and maybe I can see, at least with with Templeton, you've got maybe a bit of a long-term sort of view, but with players like Krabai and Black, even to an extent, because even if you go up all the divisions, Black's going to be in his 30s when you get up there. He's not going to be something going to be any better. Yeah, I mean, I you've think... got and stuff. I just, I just think they've made a mess of it. And I, I know I was half joking when I said that, but I don't think Alan McCoy is a very good manager. Not yet, anyway. And I think it, it'll get. You probably won't know again because you know, pretty much anyone could manage Rangers through these divisions and win them all. I'm sorry, it, it's just the way it goes. It would it's be difficult. It's very rare for a. a, a such a good player to go on to be such a good manager because you find most of the good managers weren't that great players I mean Alex Ferguson has never had a great point career he's obviously become a bit of a legend uh, same with Jock Steen was a decent defender but never anything great Jackie McNamara was a legend for Celtic Jackie McNamara played for us for 10 years eh? <laughs> a model a model pro I always liked Jackie McNamara no, yeah, Even then, a... he was he was very much a workman in that team. Yeah. It, it wasn't the Larson or the Sutton no, or the Alan Thompson. Or the... Larson wasn't that good a manager either. Exactly. You know, that's the opposite. He was having a bit of a disaster. Larson couldn't pack his nose when it came to players. <laughs> was, was it not Jackie McNamara that dived in uh, in the UEFA Cup final or Europa League final? I think it was UEFA Cup at that time. Was it not him that dived in in the final for the, for oh. the, the winning goal? Oh, and no, the, it was Douglas. The, the boy just turned him and slotted it home. So. Oh, poor Jackie. I know. Right. <laughs> move on to talk about the other Scottish Cup games. Aye, yeah, probably aye, off. We should move Aye. On. aye. Although, if I go to Slag Off Rangers, I'll just finish off by saying my wife was watching the highlights from me last night and she commented on just how ugly some of the Rangers players are. Oh, that's sectarian. <laughs> oh, there we go. Just uh, finish putting the button. <laughs> aye, my wife was, uh, she asked me, what was the score? I told her that United did one. She started laughing. <laughs> it's not very nice. That's, that's, that's quite mean. Trust me, my wife, my wife wasn't laughing. I've got to live with a Rangers fan, so it was quite difficult. It was an awkward night, but I slept on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you slept soundly on the couch. I did. It was great. It's like winners getting to bed, no? Just lay there watching reruns of the game. It was great. <laughs> I hate watching McVeigh's grumpy face. In fact, if you if anyone's wanting to laugh, if you go in the forum and search for caption competition number forty-eight, there's a good picture of McCoy and Durant. Looking a bit grumpy. Is a cracking forward. Aye. Right, yeah. so elsewhere in the cup, there was St Mirren beat St Johnson 2 0, Kelly beat Inverness 2 0, Falkirk humped 4 4 4 1, Hamilton beat Dunfermline 2 0. Uh, I guess uh, the other talking points will be on uh, the Sunday. Aye. See, before we move on to Sunday, can I just see the, although 4 4 got humped, what a turn that boy had before he got the penalty for 4 4. It was a great turn. Fantastic. It was, it was. I didn't watch it. <laughs> I should have. I think the Hamilton goals were good enough. I mean, that was probably the big shock of the weekend. Was uh, Dunfermline wasn't at home at Hamilton? That's a bad. That's a bad result for Dunfermline. That's big a, shock of the week. The big shock of the weekend for me was that Dundee managed to absolutely hump Morton. I thought that was going to be the potential but, shock there. That's frightening. <laughs> Colin Nash. Colin Nash goal of the season. You see, actually, the ball be, just huh? bounced off his head and went in the net. He didn't even take the header. Yes, it was like a brilliant cross, and it just bounced off his face and went in the net. It was just (laughs) his goal of the season. (laughs) Uh, The the thing that scares me though about the Dundee humping Morton score is how come there's a massive gap between eleventh and twelfth in the SPL? But now there's a massive gap which's effectively between twelfth and thirteenth. 
are, are Dundee underachieving in the SPL or is there that big a gap between the SPL and the SFL now? The, even the rubbish team and the eh, the rubbish just rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> the worst team, the worst team in the SPL are that far ahead of the SFL. <laughs> I could, I mean, I didn't want, I didn't even, I didn't even see all the goals. I mean, I, and I wasn't, I didn't watch or listen to the whole game. But I mean, it could be a a one off. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to base it just on one game. But I was surprised because Dundee are that poor. I still basically, I've always said they're not really their fault as such, but they're kind of a first division team in the SPL. They didn't really have a, as much time to yeah. sort of plan for it. It's like the Ross County did. Yeah. And even County have obviously signed a, a bunch of players this, well, last month anyway. Yeah, aye. Well, Ivan Sproul seems to have done him a good job. So. Aye, done more for them a couple of games than he did for Hibs all last season. Including aye, going aye. against Hibs. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Aye, so I wanted to talk about the, in the Celtic game, the penalty shouts, because oh. it was, there was quite a few... And Which I wanted to have a wee bit of a moan. He, he, as far as I'm concerned, the first one is a handball. The second one is probably harsh, but technically it's a handball. I don't think they're given that one. Um, the third penalty claim, well, uh, mentioned Clattered to Chris Commons, is a blatant penalty. The fourth one was a lot less contact, but still technically a penalty, and that's the one he gave. Hey, well, can we go back a bit to the, the handballs? Yep. Especially the second handball, because I wanted to, I wanted to pull up the referee for this. He decided not to give the handball, but then for some reason he didn't book Hooper for his handball. Why was that? Hooper? Did you not see the replay? Hooper had his hands in there, and the, the oh, that's right, off the, his hand. That's right, I saw that. Yeah, his hand unnatural. <laughs> they shouldn't have been in the air like that. So I, I, I maybe it just wasn't given handball. I think maybe he was playing Gaelic football rules. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. I watched it about three or four times because the clearance just didn't look right. But then I, th- I spotted I managed to hit Hooper's hand. Hooper's <laughs> 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 I feel sorry for players at times because anybody who's played football knows if a ball comes off the deck and hits your hand at that pace, what are you supposed to do if you're just standing there? Exactly. How can how can you give a penalty for that? I just find it. Remember the rules, though. The rules are, I mean, it doesn't matter what position the hand's Change in. Change the rules. <laughs> no, but no, what I mean is the rules, if they interpret them, then I don't think they are handballs. But the problem is they give them oh, too yeah, often. Yeah, yeah. No, because, right. it, I mean, the rules, I, I've, I've forgotten that they got them to hand. That's usually Craig's job. But <laughs> it's to do, it doesn't matter the position of the hand or if it, the ball, it's whether you move the hand towards the ball or um, whether there's intent and the pay, you know, you've got to take an account if the ball's going for a short distance, you know, you can't move your hand out the way or anything. So I don't know. No, I agree I can... with that. I think it's just the, the outrage by fans and pundits. Oh, was that a penalty? Was it a handball? It's like, eh, no, it wasn't. He? Just move on. <laughs> right. So handling the ball in the rule book is the referee must take the falling into consideration. The movement, oh, of, the, the movement of the hand towards the ball, <laughs> the distance between the opponent and the ball and the position of the hand does not necessarily mean that there's an infringement. Exactly. But then that means it, it can right. mean there's an infringement. As far as I'm concerned, the first time there's a handball claim for uh, in the, for the Celtic penalty, he's moved his hand towards the ball. That's yeah. a penalty. I'd the second that. one, it's broke off his knee and happened in the hand, and his hand is, isn't even in an unnatural position. So, if you see the unnatural position stuff, I don't know where that came from. I mean, oh, the, I, I, it's in the as rules. It, it says it does not oh, necessarily yeah. mean there's an infringement. That means it can be. No, but this unna- un- unnatural position <laughs> when you're jumping about and jumping for things in the box would be for your hands to be at their side. No, it's unnatural. Hand, Hooper. Hooper's hands were right in there. What does unnatural. that even mean? I was more a handball for against Hooper. Right? <laughs> a natural position for the hands is to be attached to your arm. It's just... <laughs> 
And it's, it's frustrating as well to see Celtic. It's as if they're playing cricket when somebody gets a handball. The entire team, <laughs> how's that? <laughs> Aye, but in cricket, you have to claim, otherwise you don't get it. I love the constant... You have to claim for it. Yes. I love the constant sense of injustice which follows Celtic around against referees. It's quite amusing. Right. I wanted to have a wee moan about Go on, comments. Go on, right. I know that looking at both of them, there was contact, but I think it's shameful from him. The, right. the dive that he made. The first one was a dive. I, I don't think that was too bad, though, but he went over terribly. See the second one? That's horrible. Yeah, I think that the first one, there's enough contact that knocks you over. The second one, he's played for it. He, he fell over but like a school kid me, pretending to dive. <laughs> for, for me, the big problem there is mention fell for it again. Exactly. Yes. You should be learning from that first one. You get exactly away with it. You get halfway yeah. one in the first one. Pointless as well. Very. I hate when people make pointless challenges when a player's exactly. going away for goal. Yeah. Just go my nowhere. head in. <laughs> going nowhere, man. I don't know what accent that was. What? <laughs> what about James Forrest with goal? Jinky meant his first touch. But Terrible first touch. touch. Yes, I thought that was absolutely brilliant. I'm, going, I'm giving him <laughs> oh, that. Oh, come I'm on! <laughs> I, tell you, I tell you, the commentators gave him it. The commentators, in fact, Pat Bonner said, look at this touch. It was a horrendous <laughs> first touch. I was like, where's oh, this going? It's going at the I think he's played for that. I think he actually was <laughs> a hit Because it nearly he's... went into the keeper's hands. The, the only, he, he beat the defender. The, the defender keeper messed up there because they weren't expecting to be such a bad touch. The defender couldn't believe it when it looping over him. And the keeper should have been off his line about two weeks before. Yeah. I thought it was, I couldn't believe when they kept what did Liam McLeod was uh, getting fairly excited about the fantastic goal? I just couldn't believe how awful the def- two things were awful: the defending and his first touch. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm giving him that. <laughs> I'm giving him. I felt sorry the for the Rovers defender. Sorry, I felt sorry for the Rovers defender though. Uh, he <laughs> almost broke his leg trying to keep it off the line. Then he ended up tied in the net <laughs> with a stand full of Celtic fans behind him. <laughs> it was just like he wanted the ground to swallow him up. Uh, the thing that really made me laugh though was Charlie Mulgrew, absolutely brilliant finish and probably one of his worst games for Celtic. I thought he was horrendous on uh, Sunday when he just, <laughs> every pass he seemed to play either went to a Wraith Rovers defender or went out of play. I turned it off. Post- I didn't see it. <laughs> it was off a one day though. <laughs> I I thought it was a good goal. I thought the keeper should have done better, but it was a good goal. Oh, away. The keeper had no chance for that. It was we'll because there was no power. Begged the Hibson. Nah, it was, it was quality. Uh, we, better, we better talk about Hibs, because that's an absolute cracking goal for Deegan. <laughs> ah, floating. The, the laser pen must have been in. Okay. You, you, give him that. Actually, <laughs> you know what? I want to grab whoever it is with that laser pen and punch them. Oh, it's I not hate on. laser I... pens at best of times. but I mean, we are having enough trouble getting into football grounds these days. We're having to be searched for laser pens now. Aye, it's, it's something that's kind of affected Spanish football more than us from what yeah. I see in the TV. And it's just something that I wouldn't want to, to infiltrate our game because, well, I don't know if any of you have been hit by a laser pen in the eye, but it does dazzle you. It's, it's, it's not nice. If you're going up for a penalty, somebody does that to you, that, that's, it, that's affected your run-up. You're, you're probably going to stop. And if not, you're going to mishit your shot. It's, aye, I just don't like I've, it at all. I've never been lasered, ever. I've never been lasered. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, it's not funny. It shouldn't happen. It, re- it really shouldn't. Maybe it, it was an Aberdeen fan, eyes. and they were maybe it was an Aberdeen fan. They were trying to uh, fix Langfield's eyes. You know, just maybe they think he's 
maybe thinking he's laser surgery and they just tried to do it from a distance. <laughs> what I did I find would... funny was the commentator said the police are now looking for the perpetrator. <laughs> you and, can and they said it's like looking for a laser on a haystack. I was like, <laughs> did, you just that, did you just make that up? <laughs> that would saying. You can imagine, can imagine the police going, what, going person to person. You got a laser pen. You got a laser pen. That. <laughs> I mean, How many we got? I could have, it would have been good if it was looking for a laser in a physics department or something. I know. That would have been funny. A laser yeah, in a haystack. Yeah, honestly, I fell off the couch. <laughs> well, whilst I was sleeping on it. <laughs> what, um, where's the where's the Hibs fans? I can I saw the attendance was poor anyway. I was like, oh, it's a bit of a poor attendance for a Scottish Cup game, you know. And again, found out the Aberdeen had packed out their end. It's like, oh, absolutely, aye. Well, did, I, did you watch Aberdeen Hibs last week? Go, I wouldn't have turned up for that either. That was different. <laughs> I know, but it's like, I don't know. I mean, TV's I, the, the lazy answer to that, I mean, but I don't know. When Hearts, I mean, when Hearts had their home game at Easter, we brought 14,000 Hearts fans. And so <laughs> Hibs, go, Hibs can't even bring 8,000 of their own fans to their own home games. Jesus. Yeah. Right, I'm going to have to be mentioned time because we're really tight. We might uh, need to move on. And I might even have to miss my SFL section, Laura. You'll be gutted. Nothing happened. We'll just scoop up the charity bit again. Aye. <laughs> Skip but, SFL. Uh, yeah. Everybody in SFL three drew. Kuna uh, South now are drew, and <laughs> Albion Rovers are stranded at the bottom in the second division. Ah, who cares? The Barton three levels in fourth in the first division. Here you go. SFL Aye. one. Right, done. Right, I wanted to mention the uh, Scotland <laughs> game. Oh, do we have to? Aye, Scotland against Estonia. Now the reason oh, yeah, I know yeah, that this game's on here. is because I can. I'm looking at a nice blue car with Scotland versus Estonia on the windscreen. Bizarrely, don't know why Strachan's posing with that. It's a box. Oh, it's because they sponsor the team. Oh, right, yeah. They sponsor oh, they the had nations, that. don't they? They had a Twitter it's question and answer session earlier. Yeah. Press Which press answer stuff like hashtag, hashtag Ask Gordon. His press, <laughs> press conference was um, at a Voxel uh, dealership in Aberdeen. His first press conference. He actually did answer one question about Elvis and the Beatles, and he prefers Elvis. Nobody asked him why isn't Johnny Russell in the Scotland squad. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. So a lot of people are saying that they take Miller out for Russell, especially since it's a, a friendly. And I agree with that. I'm... I don't see the point in Miller being in there at all anymore. I mean, he hasn't it's... played since November, so it's What's February. It's just, he, but he's—I mean—he's not going to be around much longer. I mean, I don't mean like at all. I mean football-wise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's nothing else really that jumped out at me as players I should, thought should have been in the squad. I think Chris Commons. <clears throat> Been in there is quite good. I think he's been crying out for that. The, the only one I was disappointed that didn't get a call up was Andrew Shinney, but then he went off injured in the Kilmarnock game at the weekend. There, so maybe Shinney might be out game. for a few weeks. That, that could be a blow. I mean, Richie Flora went off as well. Yeah, aye. Oh, so, he's no Scottish. He's no Scottish. Yeah. No, I know, but I'm just I'm talking about <laughs> Everless losing some I, key players. Sorry, the, the Scotland game's on Wednesday night, quarter to eight, and it's live on Sky Sports 1. If anyone's going to be watching, I, I'm, mm, I don't know. Brazil. Mm. I don't know, I, I'm playing football earlier that evening. Has England called up any more strikers? Because they were sitting with two earlier the day because Sturridge is out and uh, Defoe's out. And Gary Hooper's sitting about doing nothing. We'll have to, we'll have to li- <laughs> we'll listen to the English Football Forums podcast and maybe they'll... To be honest, if it wasn't Strachan's opening game, I'd be sitting watching Republic of Ireland and Poland, given my historical background. Because you're, you're a Celtic fan. No, because I'm, cause I'm part know. Polish and part Irish. I know, I know. <laughs> right, we'll move on to the, the charity bit. That's our Scotland 
banter done. Aye, good oh, luck, Gordon. Get... That's about it. <laughs> Aye, I mean, there's, there's, just, there's not much to say before it. It's a friendly against... Uh, Predictions. Who Aye. cares? Right, OK. OK, fair enough. <laughs> it's a friendly. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I don't know, to be honest, Nicky. I don't think it's going to be as easy as people think, put it this way. Six, what, for Estonia? I not really looked it. into Estonia, so I don't know a lot about them. Well, I was looking, I see Estonia beat Poland back in August. Uh, so they're not they're 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 mugs. Poland are crap, though, eh? Poland don't take shit uh, friendly, seriously, so I never have. <laughs> <clears throat> they got Henrik Oyama. Is he actually is he in the squad for this game? I, I've not checked, I, I don't know. It's difficult, it's a friendly... I don't know. I suppose uh, having Strach in there gives a wee bit extra to it, but... I'll be interested to see how the team plays and stuff, but I mean, it's not really about the result. I mean, it would just be interesting to see how he, how he put, who he puts out in the kind of system he plays, so mm-hmm. mildly interested in that terms, but I mean, the result, I mean, it doesn't... I'd obviously be worried if we go beat 4-0, but... Yeah. Let's just move on to something else. Right, let's just go on a win. Jordan Rhodes to score first. That's what I'll go with. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Good. Right. The charity bet. We touched upon it. We had Dumbarton to beat Livy and they lost 3-4. Falkirk to beat 4-4, they did. 4-1. Montrose to beat Easterlin and they drew 2-2. So we didn't do very well last week. But hopefully we can do a wee bit better this week, especially with Nicky coming in with an inspired bet. (laughs) I don't know about that. No pressure, but we're expecting a good bet from you. You can go first. Uh, well, I just think uh, Hamilton looked brilliant against Dunfermline at the weekend there, and I think they'll do it again this week. This weekend at home, over the pars, Hamilton they beat Dunfermline. Right. Fifteen eight. Fifteen eight. Aye, good one. I'm going to go for because there's four of us. I'm going to keep it simple, and no, I'm not going to go for Rangers at home because that's <laughs> far too. Yeah, they bets. Aye, I'm going to go for Queen in the South again. I say again, but we went for them a few times. Uh, home is Stenhousemuir. Good shout. Aye. They're I'll, one, I'll go one with... to four, but as I say, we're getting four teams here, so we can we can have short odds. I'll go with the bearded genius <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and the team who played the uh, Queen of the South at weekend. Good old Alloa. All right, I'll go with the other bearded genius then and go with Falkirk away to count base. Oh, <laughs> right, so Aloha were 8 to 13 and Falkirk are 20 to 21. Very specific odds there. Right, wait, them, wait, they now while I work this out, right? That's something to do. Work out, you mean click them all? Shut up, that's the one going on. And in a three and a four, and in a two, and it's £113.34. Pence. <laughs> right, excellent, that'd be nice. That Easy. would be nice. <laughs> Easy. Right, that's the charity bet. Courtesy of McBookie. Good guys for giving us uh, the steak every week and it saves me a lot of money because I couldn't feed the kids last season. Pay <laughs> <laughs> that charity bet and lose that every the, week. That worse than putting bets on you know that even if it does win, you're not going to get in him. <laughs> <laughs> Damn <Exactly>. charity! <laughs> I'm all in favour of charity bets. Aye. Aye. I'm only joking. It's good. Aye, charity's the winner. Right, I'm going to move on to the predictor. And I don't Aye. know if I mentioned that Johnny Robb and Japester won the January prize and they they decided to, they foolishly decided to donate their winnings to the charity bet and obviously that lost. So we could have won over 200, £250. Or did they stick it on the bet? Didn't they they did. Aye, aye, I know. Well, <laughs> it's good to them anyway because they could have just pocketed the money and squandered it on cheap jewellery but they decided to give it to the charity bet. <laughs> Cheap jewelry. I was coming up to Valentine's Day after him. 
great think of the misses. Right, so if you want to join the, the predictor, it's free. If you go to forums.scottishfootballforums.co.uk slash predictor and predict the scores of each SPL game, I'm going to go first because there's a game on Friday. There's Dun- mm-hmm. Dundee against Ross County. I'm going to mm-hmm. go 2-1, away win. Yeah, must win for Dundee this, isn't it, They're going to have any chance of getting out of the bottom yep. spot. They're going to need to beat the teams around them. Uh, and they won't because I think they're going to win 2-1. 2-1 to the D. They're going to be revitalised after that sensational, unbelievably amazing Scottish Cup win. 2-1 Dundee, just to make the league slightly more interesting. Correct, and I've went with exactly the same, Laurie. Oh yeah, you you like the D, though. You want them I to be the there. I love the D. Of course I want them to be there. Right. No, honestly, I agree with that. I think uh, it's like all are bust now. They need to go for it, so this could be the game that turns it around for them, or maybe not. <laughs> Moving on to Saturday, we've got a lunchtime kickoff. Inverness against Celtic kicks off at twelve. That's quite convenient for you, Chris, to travel. <laughs> I'm not going. <laughs> no wonder that's terrible. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm missing this game. I'm off to the rugby there Saturday. Oh, none of that egg chasing rubbish. It's a stag do. It's the start of a stag do, sure. You've changed, Chris, into rugby. I was watching the rugby after the Rangers game last weekend. Stagged. I bet he's all end up naked in a bath. He's watching uh, rugby. Right. What? <laughs> so I know what rugby fans do. Eh? Naked in a bath. Aye. Right. Just right. predict the damn game. Come on. 3 0 oh. Celtic. 3 1 Celtic. I don't know, because that depends what Celtic turn up. And Inverness. Struggle with Shinny and Foreign. Um. Ach, you know what, I 3 1 sounds good to me. I'm going to shock you here. <clears throat> I've gone for 2 all. Oh. I honestly believe I that not. Celtic will struggle up there. They have done in the past, and I, I think Inverness have played well this season. I know they've got key players out for this weekend, but I'm going for 2 all. Right. 4 2 we won up there on the season. Aye. First time we scored more than 2. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, the next game up is Aberdeen against St Mirren. Boring. I am not really sure what's going on with Aberdeen. Bubble uh, has burst. That's what's going on with Aberdeen. Potentially. Oh, in a okay. Was there a bubble even at what, what, some point? It was a wee bubble. 1-1. One, one. Tiny one. <laughs> I'm going to go 2-1 St Mirren. I was almost going to go 0-0, but McGinn's bound to score. And I think St Mirren have found a wee bit of form with this uh, gone whatever is. <laughs> 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 Um, so aye, 2-1 St Mirren I like I like see Aberdeen lose So I'm aye. going 2-0 St Mirren because I think Samson's on form at the moment Yeah, he had a good game, he did at the weekend uh, was, That was so one-sided that first half uh-huh. <laughs> It's just a good bit of boring it because of Samson <laughs> I've gone 1-0 here um, I think gone Salve's Calve's uh, first, first scorer 1-0 yep. Right, uh, then we've got Dundee United against Hearts <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Right. Hmm. Uh, I'm going. I've put it in already. I've went one all because I I would. Di- I don't know if I'm being slightly optimistic because it's obviously a United team who've on the back of a good win, but obviously they were playing against the wee third division Diddy team. There <laughs> <laughs> Hey. Um. I think it's it's difficult with the team right now because we have got a bunch of teenagers and youngsters and they're going to be inconsistent at times. It's hard to say. I'm going to be optimistic and say 1-1. Big and goo to get another goal. And uh, Yeah, you can tell that I'm being slightly optimistic. <laughs> I'm not sure. 1-1. One, one. 
Right, I'm going to go 2-0 to Dundee United. Oh. Ah, where you go. <laughs> I've gone 2-1 United. I think uh, we're, we're due you a beating. Twice this season, we've dominated you and came away with nothing. So. <laughs> oh, come on! I was at that game just before Christmas. The <laughs> second half, we dominated you. What's How... in the ball? But come on, it wasn't like you were... Uh, re- revitalise with Jackie McNamara. Go to the home win, finalise first time since August. Uh, it'll be 2-1, United. I love how you're so confident in United, but you're all sceptical with Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> right, and the next one up is Kelly against Motherwell. I'm going to go for an away win here. Motherwell are looking contenders for a second spot, actually, I was looking. So are United, according to Pat Bonner. I think you could say, you could say anyone is. You, you're right, you could. Uh, right. So, so Murray are contenders for second. I'm going to go 2-0. You're laughing, I'm serious. You're right. Well, you know, you get fairly good odds, and I've just put on half for the banner, just on hearts, 20-1 to one to finish second. I'm pretty sure you probably get similar odds in United, maybe not after McNamara's taking charge, but I'm sure they were the same when I put it on, which was after the semi-final weekend. 20-1, the boys are showing appetite. There's a fair daft of things. <laughs> Aye. Anyway, um, Kamarnik, uh, just for Greg, uh, Kamarnik to win 3-2. And I'd say, I, I hate Kenny Shields as well. But anyway. <laughs> I, can't even, I honestly can't remember if Mullerwater were any good. It seems like ages since I've seen them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go one each. Uh, I've gone 2-1, Kelly. Um, home go. advantage, possibly. Uh, to be honest, I think it'll be a really tight game. But... Um, Actually, a good, quite a good watch, I think. A couple of teams that like to play sort of attacking football. So. It's going to be nil-nil now, you say. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right, this is maybe going to confuse you, but I'm going to go and mention the Monday game. Because <gasps> yeah, it'll happen just before we record next yeah. week's podcast. Uh, in fact, I'll probably delay next week's podcast by a bit, depending on what time it kick off us. What well, games I, on? I remember <laughs> watching it. That's the time we'd done the podcast, so we could watch a football during it. Right, Hibs against St. Johnson, and it's a 9.30 kick-off, and... 9.30? What? 9.30, did I not say that last week? Uh, <laughs> well, just... Right, okay. I you just can watch it with your cornflakes, 24-hour clock is confusing. <laughs> it's not really. Right. Okay, he's not very good at twenty four hour. I I just I find it difficult, right? It's on the <laughs> telly box. It's ESPN. There's about one site saying it's a seven forty five kickoff. That's live football on oh, UKTV dot com. We just predict the stupid match. Come on. But it's actually <laughs> half seven. Right, I'm going to go for a a one one draw. Nil nil. Obviously, got faith in the the Scottish television game, man. <laughs> I'm going to go with one each. Uh, I reckon 1 0 Hibs. 1 0 Hibs, right. Yes. And that's despite Griffiths being in the cells for being arrested <laughs> for his racist <laughs> tweets. But he's not scored or something. How many games is it since he's actually scored a goal? I was reading that the day, so I wouldn't it's, worry. The tags, it's heavy on his ankle. I think so, so. It was the racist one, the racist tweets, and then the other week it was shoplifting, and then <laughs> I'm sure at the weekend there's something about he had some angry tirade in McDonald's because they put a gherkin in his burger and he didn't want it. <laughs> I heard that, but I think that that was just... I, 
I, I don't know if it was complete um, fabrication, but it made me laugh so. when I read it, and I never double-checked to see if it was real. But even if it's not real, it's, I think I like it anyway. So next not... week we'll be talking about Lee Griffiths going mental in a petrol station because he's put on leadie done instead of diesel. <laughs> <laughs> or, he, or he went to the barbers and somebody actually tried to use clippers on that ridiculous haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Get rid of it. It's not as bad as Mulgruso. Oh, what's it's going not as bad as half the Celtic team. They all need their clippers. <laughs> That's what they need. <laughs> and there seems it's to be a trend for the, the old shaved round the sides and just have this big nest on top of your head. Nah. Charlie Mulgrew's tattoos, actually. What's going on there? Oh, well, that's even worse than his haircut. Can I just quickly mention something before? I know we're getting to the end, but I know we haven't mentioned it. Um, I know I said I was interested in the Scottish Cup, but a rather interesting game in the quarterfinal draw. Oh yeah, the, that's a the good Dutch point. United fan here would, uh, I'm sure, appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, uh, another three 0 win, and that will be twelve 0 on aggregate this season. <laughs> Quite happy with that. I'm not so happy with your draw. Are you get a chance to avenge the <clears throat> League Cup? Oh, awesome! I didn't get the chance to do the double over us and knock it out of two cup. <laughs> Lennon was quite looking forward to it prior to the draw. Right, well, I was at the last time we played St. Martin in the Scottish Cup, and we get tough at one 0 after beating them seven 0 in the league the previous week, I just want Kilmarnock to win their game so I can relax and then just look forward to the league cup. <laughs> oh, come on, it's absolutely what 111 years now. That's 1902 <laughs> for Pat Nevin, who doesn't know by the way. I don't know that. I'm amazed. He didn't know. He, he kind of glossed over oh, it. He made a joke. On, 200 years, then moved on very quickly because he doesn't actually know. You know, to be honest, you Hubs fan. To be honest, if if they win it now, as long as it's not beating us. It doesn't feel as bad because we got the because of last year we got that one. They could they couldn't win it that that game that would have been horrendous. But you know it's always it's always good for them to keep the run going. But to be honest, it's not. We're still ripping for five one. <laughs> <laughs> if Greg's listening, he's going to be raging. You're talking about the Scottish Cup win again. <laughs> oh, maybe we could parade it before the League Cup final. I was going to say. I mean, uh, you, uh, come like March, you might not have to talk about it. We have something else to talk about. Oh, we get coughed <laughs> off some burn. I mean, Chris, I've already mentioned that you have handed it back. You're still the bloody holders until someone... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You're out of uh, the cup. Yep. That's the rules, Laurie, that me and Chris have made up. These are Chelsea, that's it. You're the holders <laughs> someone else has won it. Chelsea are the current holders of the Champions League. It's... They've handed it back, they're out. Aye, they handed it back, it was on the news. <laughs> right, Ballester's got to the end the podcast and well I've enjoyed I've enjoyed it it's been good thanks for coming on Nicky for no your problem. debut I thought yeah I did okay um, it was a good debut aye and Please. by the way it was a good bit of business by you in the, the transfer window <laughs> <And> <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't kidding when I said you don't get paid for it what <laughs> right see you later <laughs> his, his debut's goat was almost as good as Mike Namaras <laughs> aye it wasn't, it wasn't as uh, immediate really no he never, he never told a joke 15 seconds into the podcast. So. Well, actually, I've got something really funny to tell you. I was talking to Craig earlier on today. Well, it's maybe not really funny, but I find it funny. I, I, I says to him, you know, I listen to the podcast, but what's the schedule for tonight? So he sends me through uh, an email, and it's got some bullet points. You know, he's like, bullet point one was hello. <laughs> so I thought, yeah, yeah no, he actually does that. It's <laughs> <laughs> here in but front I, of me, hello. I, I think it got to bullet point five, and it says uh, Scotland-Estonia preview. And then I like it because he was giving me tips and it says, uh, possibly have the squad in front of you. And I said to him, 
It's actually impossible because I didn't have their phone numbers. The only guy that turned up here tonight was Lee Wallace, and he's in the ki- and he's in the kitchen making cups of tea. And that's only because I tell him that's all you're good for. He's, he's probably still playing John Daly on side. <laughs> Here, were you, Nicky, were you oh. wearing one of the masks? I wasn't. See, I wanted I you to. I didn't. I didn't want to lower myself to those standards, Craig. I didn't want to be seen as uh, an aggressor. Could have incited a riot. <laughs> even, even I was wearing a mask watching Wales <laughs> in the rugby. Oh, there was there was some good there was some good songs from United. I was waiting for the comeback from the Rangers fans, oh. but then I remembered there's only seven of them. So I was... you know, I'm amazed. <laughs> I never thought I'd hear the cranberries. At the front Aye, post. that's oh. just bizarre. I, that was bizarre, but I was quite. It was quite funny. Oh, the one for me was uh, are your Rangers in disguise? I mean, I actually had to leave and go to the toilet. I was crying well after that point. Did uh, you read uh, Spears was talking about he was getting all high and mighty that he paid to get in a game? I don't read anything to do with Graham Spears, sorry. He was he was loving it that I paid for <laughs> a game. And he, I don't know why he was getting all high and mighty. Oh, didn't slag my favourite Twitter follower. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he follows me. Like... Hey, what about Rudy? Okay. Question. Oh, wait That's a, a minute. Question. What about Rudy? <laughs> what about him? Oh, well, I, was sarcastic. I was I was being sarcastic about Spears being my favourite. Just, just <laughs> um, in case he was listening, you know? I even bought the Herald on Saturday. The, the oh, truest things are said in jest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, we better go. Aye. This has went over an hour. Oh, my word. Aye. I'm not coming back. It's too long. <laughs> I thought you told me I was getting taken off after 50 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Right, well thanks again and thanks for listening if you've managed to listen this far It's always this long In fact, well done if you've managed to listen this far <laughs> oh, I'm sure the Rangers fans turned off long ago Aye. We did give them a good swagging well, I, I forgot to mention loads of things but I tell you what, I can't, no time now Ah well Bye then Bye Bye, Bye. 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 Bye.